My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Dale. Crucial centimetre moments. He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Belcho spirit. <laughs> um, as I, I have a bit of the Belcho spirit. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Back Pocket. Do you remember when football was fun, Jack? Oh, I'm, I watch I, cricket now. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was pretty bad when you the other night were watching the cricket. We were out. We weren't even home. And we got a message from you about the cricket. I was like, oh boy. I really dislike cricket. <laughs> it's got real bad. When Alice says, like, the cricket's more tolerable That's than the football. That's not true. I don't dislike cricket. I just don't want to watch it. Yeah. No, I get you. Um... <laughs> I remember when football was good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your team's like won last year. this century a yeah. game. <laughs> a few. Um, yeah, it was a pretty brutal week for you. Uh, mm. It was a pretty brutal week for a couple of teams, though. Um, Brisbane lost to Hawthorne. They've lost four games in a row to Hawthorne. Yeah. How do you do that in, in this era of oh. football? You can't even say they've only been losing to James Sisley because he wasn't there for one of them. No, and they've also had, like, one of them was in Tassie, not even at the MCG, so it's not even their MCG who did. They just can't beat Hawthorne, which is funny, so it's okay. I mean, um, aren't Hawthorne historically pretty okay at Tassie? Yeah, they are, but, like, yeah. not in the last four years. They've only won, like, three games a season. And oh, there in you all go. four of those years, one of them's been against Brisbane. So. Oh, I don't pay attention to Tassie, so there you go. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess into the votes, so it's me first. <laughs> Five votes, Greg, for that cartwheel. Um, so my one this week mm. was to Nick Vostone. Um, oh, man. I tossed and turned around a couple of my votes this week. But, uh, yeah, Vostone ended up with my... Oh, no, it's not. Sorry, scratch that. Are you reading them backwards? <laughs> no, it's not It's not my five. That's okay. Uh, my one this week is to Griffin Logue. Oh, okay. Um, who I... Nope, never mind. It was to... Holy, what have I done here? Are you okay? It's to Griffin Logue. Sorry. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, my one remember this week, when doing votes was fun? I do. <laughs> <laughs> my one this week was to Griffin Logue. Uh, <laughs> I thought he had a really good game. Um, I think it was definitely his best game for North. Uh, he did a great job on Hogan when he was on him, and Hogan was deadly when Logue wasn't on him. Yep. He had seven swirls, won four out of five of his one-on-ones, seven defensive half-pressure acts, and also threw four score involvements the other way. Um, eight marks, five of those intercepts. I really liked it. They looked like they were going to get that done for what I thought was most of that game. So um, that's my very confusing one vote for this week. To Griffin Flofton. Griffin Flofton. Or Nick Logue. Nick Logue sounds like a cool guy. I'd have a few pints with Nick Logue. Yeah. Uh, my, my one vote goes to Lockie Jones. From the Port Adelaide Football Club. Yep, he was my three. So there you go. Uh, I've 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 seen Lockie Jones have some pretty shocking games this season. In and fact, I, I believe I have during the first quarter. You said, couch, "Why, why are you in this team?" <laughs> then he went on to play a fantastic game. Yeah, I'll just rattle through his stats real quick. Nineteen disposals, six marks, eleven intercepts, fourteen pressure acts, four rebounds, six one percenters, and a mustache. He had a good game. a good mustache. Um, I also like that he had ten ground ball gets um, in those intercepts. And famously kept Artie Jones to zero touches. Um, uh, six tackles, but on a zero night, touches. On a night, the other L Jones had a pretty much a stinker. Mm. Um, yeah, he was really good. I really liked his game. Um, enough for me to give him three votes. So, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, my two this week was to Nick Vostone, <laughs> um, who had 26 disposals, 93% in pretty shocking weather. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it was just a really good game from him. He had nine intercepts, seven rebounds and five score involvements, 12 marks and five of those were intercepts, along with 10 pressure acts and two spoils. I'm not sure there was much more he could have done on a pretty gross night to be playing footy uh, in, in Perth. So, yeah, that, that was me. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it's all over the place. So Nick Flossen's my five. I'm just going to say it now because I want to talk about him later. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think they win that game without him. Yeah, I think that's probably fair and to I say. I think that's why I've got him so high. Uh, 93% special efficiency is good and way better that than weather. anyone else on my list who all played in much better weather. Um, yeah, uh, we all know Floston's really good. Yep, so. we've said it before. You're, you're, he was your five. five. Yeah, okay. yeah, right at the top. That's um, why when I was like, was he reading them backwards, man? Like, yeah, I, I thought that was what you meant, but I, you also could have made him to four or whatever. Um, yeah, that's totally fair. So, so you've done two, I'm doing two. Yeah, who's your two? Uh, Messiah Wanganin Miller. Okay, yeah, he was very close for me. Um, um, like I, uh, I saw a bunch of team of the weeks putting Sinclair in defence, like, and he yeah, had seven centers. Cent- he had seven. more than a quarter of the centre bounce attendances for that game. Yeah, yeah. seven centre bounce and he had two clearances. Um, yeah, but Wanganin Miller has been really good this year. Thirty disposals, nine marks, eight intercepts, nine pressure acts, six rebounds, two one percenters. He could lift there a little bit. Um, but I think he covers ground really well as a defender, um, which is important. Um, you look at his heat map and it looks like he's everywhere, but he is playing a really solid defensive game. Yeah. Don't be fooled. No, he was very, very good. Um, close to best on ground. Um, so I understand that. Uh, my three this week, and it was a weird one because the everyone I saw saw that game differently except for hearing the post-match interview with Max Gorn. But my three was Adam Tomlinson. Um, I thought he was massive, especially in the last quarter when Melbourne really needed to hang on because they did not put Collingwood away like they should have. No. Um, he was brilliant at just closing down that last term. I heard Gorn say like, afterward, he's like, Thomas was great, especially after being dropped this year to make room for the petty lever may combo. Uh, it's only his second game back after being dropped. Brilliant. Uh, 50, uh, 15 disposals, 13 of those were kicks, also at 93%. So fits with Lost on that. Um, four intercepts and 10 marks with eight pressure acts, three tackles and two spoils. I, yeah, I just thought he had a great job of just closing down as much of that game as he could when it was really on the line. Hmm. No, totally fair. I think Tomlinson's uh, an underrated player. I remember there was a lot of talk when they got him across and obviously he had his really bad injury, he's been dropped. Um, but I think he's a very solid under-the-radar player. Yeah. Uh, actually under-the-radar. Well, if he hadn't done his, I think it was his ACL in that mm-hmm. premiership year, he would have stayed in that side. It was just yeah. really unlucky for him that he didn't. Um, so my three weeks goes to James Sicily. Three weeks to James Sicily? Yeah, he was my five so I put him, I put him in three so I could say three weeks to James Sicily. <laughs> it's a great bit. Great bit. With a little sign. I think it's hidden so, so it can't be attacked. Uh, yeah, three three weeks to James Sicily. 32 disposals, 12 marks, 10 intercepts, 9 pressure acts, 7 rebounds, 8 one percenters. I think like 500 metres gain. It's just incredible. Something. He is playing, like I said, he's my five. Uh, yeah. He's playing some of the craziest footy. Uh, he comes in, gets suspended, comes in again. Two best to go rounds on either side of suspension. Yeah. Um, I wrote here he's having the kind of year that wins a midfield or a Brownlow, except he keeps getting suspended yeah. and he can't win the Brownlow. Um, three frees, four and zero against in the most unsicily fashion I think you could possibly imagine. It's the only game this year he's had a positive uh, freeze ratio. Uh, he was just brilliant. Um, again, is... the reason they won. He's been in two games they've won in a row in the space of three weeks. He's been the reason. He is a force. Um, he's so good, and it's um, it's it's crazy to see how far he's come as a footballer. So. Yeah, and yeah, I think um, like I I've got it in here to talk about. Um, I put it in one of my topics, which is that like 
he was named captain this year, and a lot of people were talking about him being a, a bit of an immature footballer to make captain. It's happened. Um, that's, that's in the past. He's worn it brilliantly. His leadership's been almost as valuable as how good he is as a footballer. He's also like, probably the see... second oldest person on their list. Yeah, very close. <laughs> but you can see how much more stable those younger yeah. players are when he's playing with them. Um, he's averaged 27 disposals this year, uh, four as and a, a half defender. spoils, 10 marks and three intercept marks. As a defender, he's only behind Dacos and Sintler for disposals, who are basically midfielders. Yeah. Um, well, and he's, for me, just the right side of the dickhead line, like, <laughs> which is like the wrong side of that line is like Danaher and Lynch and Green, whereas like Sicily's just on enough of the side of that where it's like Larrick and dickheadism. Like yeah. I'll laugh at what Sicily does, just enough that it doesn't quite rub me the wrong way. Um, but it helps if he's playing like irresistible football. Yeah. Uh, just so good. Good to watch. Um, so I think that just leaves your four. Yeah, and you went Tomlinson, I just went May. May, yeah, that's fair. And look, he was very good. Um, and like I said, he, I understood why May and even Lever were mentioned yeah. in a lot of people's teams this week. But I thought Tomlinson was great. Uh, um, I think May has just been putting in a very solid couple of weeks of footy. Um, yeah, there's a reason he's been, you know, so good for so long. Uh, and it's just that he's a very good defender and he's very consistent. Yeah. Um, uh, it's... It, it, their defence game, Melbourne's, was so on. Like, and, and that was such a strong part of their premiership year. Like, you their could, midfield you could pick could, out almost anyone from that defence game. Um, like, uh, watching that game, you could see Collingwood doing their get out and run. Mm. But then by the time it got to the forward 50, Tomlinson, Lever and May were all just ready for whatever they were going to throw at them and they just couldn't get past it. Um, I even said to you and one of our other mates that day, like, if you got an AI to write a game from last year that Collingwood won and everyone called them lucky and, like, they're getting away with this. That was the kind of game it yeah. was, and Melbourne just didn't let it happen. And when Collingwood got, you know, those last few goals in a row, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, it's just Collingwood again, and they still couldn't. It um, does It does wonders for um, Melbourne's premiership credentials. Especially they were in a rough... Yeah, they let them back in, but uh, they defended incredibly the whole game. And they dominated them. Like, it, without the scoreboard. The scoreline didn't help. They you dominated. Miss. They should have won by six or more goals. They dominated that game. Yeah. Um, so, like, a lot of confidence will come from the fact that their their game style worked and it, it held fast with no Oliver um, and that they still managed to hold off Collingwood despite it, their goal kicking being yeah. poor. So, yeah. And I, the fact that when Collingwood get their run on, I'm sure the doubt sets in every oh, team's mind. Absolutely. That, that last three minutes when they kicked those two goals, McCurry, they would have been like, oh, you can't be serious. And then... No, they, they just locked it down. So that was really good for them. Um, uh, my other ones... I just said Jordan Ridley. That's yep. what goes on. Uh, Jordan Ridley, special mention to me, were... I already said that one, and... I already said that one. Uh, Harris Andrews is a great game, but there are a fair few goals kicked on him by yeah. young Hawks forwards. Uh, Wilkie, it was an awful game to watch. Uh, that was one of the worst games I've ever watched. <laughs> but he was good. Uh, Quainer was close again, probably like number six or seven for mine in my yeah, votes. Quainer's been very good this year. Um, and we already mentioned, yeah, Sinclair had 28% of the centre bounce attendances, which is just it's way been, too much midfield time. It feels like it's been give. weeks since I watched that awful St. Sydney first quarter. Um, yeah, I wrote here that um, the Pride game was so bad it almost felt homophobic. Like, I, <laughs> uh, sometimes a close finish to a game like hides how bad the game was. And I feel like everyone needs to be reminded, if they don't remember, that that was probably the worst game of this year. I think if Blakey stays out there, Sydney win. I'm still not convinced St Kilda play finals. Um, it was a it was a win that really helped write their season, but uh, I still don't think they're there. Who, um, was, who was rucking for Sydney? Uh, what's his name? Gangly man. Mm. Uh, big meth energy, West Coast. Hickey. Tom Hickey. Hickey. 
Um, no offense, Tom Hickey. Ron Marshall um, had 50 you just give You just give meth energy. It's not a... I don't know, it's just the eyes. He stares down the camera when he, he has said, his... like, Forest Man or No, something. when he has his team photo taken, he just sees the... No, he does Staring the down the camera, eyes. he really goes for it. No, Ron Marshall had 50 hit-outs, yeah, which is insane. an indictment, really. Um, in the the Colts game I, I did on the weekend, it was... Which was lower standard because a lot of the um, state boys were away. The Colts ruck for uh, Swan Districts had 60 hit-outs in bad. shorter quarters. Um, did you Did you see the Facebook video I tagged you in from PointsBet? No, I didn't. How did I? Did it, was it today? Maybe they deleted it because I tagged you with a comment, and then at the bottom I said, "P.S. Fuck points bet in the gambling app." Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was of a like a state country level ruckman, this huge tank of a lad. He got like fifty disposals in the midfield, uh, twenty eight clearances, every single hit out, and the footages are just him. All of the normal size people coming at them, and he he don't argue them, but they would just go flying like a comic book. That's amazing. I just tagged you and said, "Surely gets a game over Segler." <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then I said, "Fuck points bet," and they must have deleted. Yeah, like, my oh, they can't say fuck points bet. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's kind of like what it was. We had a when I played on the seventeens footy, we had someone who'd like grown into a man yeah. before that age, um, which was fitting because his name was. Chilcot, so Chillers, and then Fridge became it because uh, he was like 190 centimetres tall but also 110 kilos. No, nah, this guy looks 180 kilos. Oh, yeah, but, but this is <laughs> 17-year-olds. So he's just True. running through the midfield, built like an AFL player and, yeah, genuinely just like throwing people away. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's rude. <laughs> um, another one I put, I wrote the topic as you wouldn't download an umpire, which clearly I was trying to think <laughs> I was funny then. On, on the radio the other day, I was driving home and there was a representative for community umpires on the radio. And look, the thing he was talking about was, was good. Um, and it was about, like, curbing abuse against, like, local umpires in, like, not even waffle, but, like, amateur leagues. But he said the words, nobody else expects to get verbally abused in the workplace. And I was like, this man has never worked hospitality or customer service. Mm. A lot of people expect expect to get verbally abused in their workplace mm. daily. Yeah. Like, I do think that parents should stop yelling at umpires, sure. But, like, people definitely <laughs> expect to get abused, right? I've definitely received stuff as bad phrase. as what an umpire would get, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's just me trying to help someone out with their internet. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean the price has gone up by $12 a year? <laughs> oh, I hate people. Oh, um, like the worst. Uh, I would download an umpire. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Can we can we download David Ro- uh, <laughs> David Rohan? <laughs> David Roden? Roden? Yeah, yeah, I to, think I would. to um, AFL 23 and... I don't know what, if he's not in there. Well, I mean, Simo's the umpire, apparently, in some of those glitches, so... <laughs> I love when it cuts to the coaches <laughs> and it's just a random just NPC model. Point to the players. <laughs> um, my bold call is that the Eagles are going to win their first game after the bye. Who are they playing? Sydney at the SCG. And there's a few stats that make that a, the worst call ever. They're in their worst losing streak in history. They haven't beaten Sydney at the SCG since 1999. Uh, with an average losing margin of more than 30 points. But I still reckon they're going to do it. Um, it's interesting. So like that, I, I heard someone call the radio the other day um, and they were talking about how West Coast have almost exclusively played Brisbane in Brisbane for the last, mm. like, 13 years. Um, and the opposite is true for Sydney. West Coast have only been to Sydney, like, nine times in that almost over 20-year period Yeah. Um, for that losing margin. I just think that they're prime for it. I think that... A bad day for Sydney could coincide with a good day for West Coast Are you tip after them? the bye. Are you locking it Why in? Why not? Yeah, I'll tip them. I'll put it down. I'll do it. That's next week, not this week. It's, they've both got the bye. <laughs> no, only West Coast have the bye. That doesn't help my point. But <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, 
on the West Coast note, though, like how good are, and we kind of talked about this in our little chat the other day, but Larky and Allen, yeah. like in awful teams, yeah. they're fourth and sixth in the Coleman right now, mm. playing for two teams that are so far off the pace. Yeah. Um, 17th and 18th for total shots on goal, those two teams are. Um, and, and inside 50s as well, um, 18th and 16th, whatever. There are 100 inside 50s behind the 16th team, those two sides. Damn. They're like so far off, like the pace. Guess, um, They're the only two teams with less than a thousand. Darling's there, but he's not a target this year. Yeah, no, and he's he's missed games as well. Uh, um, I guess I guess kangaroos have Zerha, but yeah, I, it's hard. The Coleman Jones when he's been playing, true, he's actually um, looked good recently. My side note was that Sydney have the most shots on goal in the AFL really this year, and they sit twelfth in points for. That's surprising. Um, so obviously having a lot fall short. Because then I don't think they're the worst of accuracy, but they're clearly having can't kick that far. so many fall short. <laughs> <laughs> or when they're still like, oh, you can back Buddy from here. It's like he's a hundred years old. <laughs> like he's not he's not doing that anymore. Uh, um I think that's all of my points this week. Yeah, cool. Um, that's a good you, short podcast. Did you right? have any topics? No, of course no, not. I wrote down the news items this week. My only po- um, my only um, uh, topic is football. No fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> I got the, I got the footage. <laughs> Yeah, I got him. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Podcast break while Jack watches oh, wow. a Facebook video. He just held. S- okay. <laughs> Look at him go. Oh, he's got some turn of pace to him too. Oh, he tried to. Oh boy. Oh, he's geez. just smashing him. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to share this to Twitter somehow. It's on TikTok. We'll find that. I can download the video. At Premier Data on TikTok. We'll share that to Twitter. Two hundred twenty-four ranking points. Yeah. Good on him. And his name's Shen. Twenty-eight clearances. What league is that? I don't know. Very country. I rate him very highly. I like My comment's it. still there, by the way. Oh, it is? <laughs> Fuck points, Ben. I wonder why I didn't get that. <laughs> Maybe I blocked them. Probably. Oh, that would make more sense. Uh, so my few pieces of AFL news this week are... <laughs> this is the podcast episode where we stop to watch a Facebook video from <laughs> 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 Who one of us has blocked. Uh, Sam Darcy can't take a break. Uh, I feel like they would love to have him over Josh Bruce right now. Oh, Josh Bruce was awful, um, wasn't he? Yeah, shocking. I, I wonder really? if they've yeah. tried him up forward at any point, or no, just... he's never kicked ten goals. So why yeah, he's kick? definitely definitely never been tried. They play in North soon. Um, no, they already did that. Remember, he didn't play. Mm. Um, yeah, Sam Darcy broken jaw on his first game back. We well, can catch a break. That's brutal. well, yeah, you can catch a broken jaw. Um, injuries, Achilles. Nat knew he's done, isn't he? He never plays again. I can't see well, a world. Apparently, they want him to West go Coast on next year. West Coast said he's going to play again next year, but I can't see a world where that's true. I feel like that's a he's got a contract till the end of the year, so they're not going to say it now. Say he's but like mid year, but I can't imagine someone who was struggling to play sixty percent football time after an Achilles at however old he is, thirty something, who snapped it again. Yeah, I I don't see it happening. I mean, it would be a really good story if it, it did be. happen, especially if he played well. I think they put it all on Bailey Williams now. He's playing he's been really great. well. He, he's had a few weeks in a row. He was their best player again on the weekend. You can't play them both in the side. Um, no, and I if agree. you do, it severely hampers uh, William, Williams', Williams development a, and style. Despite the fact that Nat Nui carries the team, like in terms of emotions, carries yeah. the team when he's out there, Bailey Williams is playing better football than Nat Nui would. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Matthew Cruiser, the way he... Follows everything up. Yep, uh, he's, he's really he's good. At, he's very attacking as well. Like he gets up forward and he yep. takes strong marks. I think he's a going to be a hell of a player when he's at his. He's, I, I think he can definitely improve on his ruck side. Um, but I've been for for over a year now very firmly in Big Bad Bailey Williams corner. Even yep. when uh, West Coast West Coast supporting friends still said not, otherwise, they're still 
They're slowly coming around. I went on to the West Coast Big Footy Forum yeah. oh. and they have a thread on him and they were all being nice for once. Because he's their only good player at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sheed's playing sensational footy somehow. Uh, he was and then he wasn't. Um, uh, Dugowie going to Bali. Uh, Probably I don't know if he idea. did. It was just that he was cleared to. I haven't seen news about it. Well, that's the thing. It was a big hubbub about nothing. It was just that he had permission media, to go on holiday. The media asked the question... Trying to create a story. And McRae said he's got yeah, permission sure. to go on holiday. He can go where he wants. Um, which he should have permission to go on holiday. He's a, an adult. But as a player, he probably shouldn't. No, he should stay with the team. Mid-season. I also think they win that game with him. The form yeah. has been in this season. Probably. He's um, been in very good form. He, he's re- he's really a better matchup than they had for Petrarca in the middle. Mm. I don't think they had anyone strong enough in there to... But then again, if you add Oliver, does that change? Oh, for sure. Again, Yeah, oh, so... absolutely. Melbourne are such a better team with Oliver. Yeah. Um... Pickett was an interesting one this week. Um, we I, I, oh, we learned more about that since we last talked about it. It was commercial theft, not residential theft, which people were implying. Oh. Um, so it was robbery of businesses, uh, totaling about $350,000, transferred money. into one of his accounts and out of, um, and he was apparently caught on CCTV wearing clothes purchased with that money. So, so money laundering? It was not money laundering. It was burglary, and then they just filtered it through states. Um and it's like like you suggested that they the police had to wait until he was in WA back to, in WA yeah. to arrest him. Um, he probably just shouldn't have gone on. Yeah, it, well, I mean, he probably didn't realize he was going to get caught, but I obviously innocent until proven guilty. If I commit so like, a crime, I think about it for the rest yeah, of my life. Yeah, so would I, but I, you know, I don't commit large crimes. Um, I commit jaywalking yeah. often. Um, Steal cheese. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've stolen a cheese. Sometimes I've stolen. Woolworths doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're fine. You sure? <laughs> um, Sponsor us, Woolworths, and I'll pay for my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the money straight back into your pocket. Um, Brody versus the Goal Review 2. Uh, I don't know about this. Snicko Boogaloo. Don't so say words. the first time Brody was in controversy to do with the Goal Review was obviously Jazz Hands, which was a few oh, weeks ago. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. That was did real he touch bad. it? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. This week, not intentional, he was tracking back with the flight. I think it was a uh, Banfield kick. He's tracking back with the flight and the goal umpire said, I think it's hit the post. Hmm. Can I just get a score of you? Brody has run full pelt into the post. There's no snicker and there's only one angle because Brody's hit the post. They can't tell if there's snicker and they had to stick with the goal review. Everyone's pretty sure... That it was a goal, but once again, Brody has defeated the goal review system. He is the king of outmaneuvering the AFL score system, which is very easy to outmaneuver. Yeah, because it's um, terrible. Amazing the fact that he's done it twice I, now. I, I just have to laugh at all those Richmond supporters who accuse everyone of doing jazz hands now <laughs> after like, they got you, one. You, you did it. This is your your invention. You invented it. It'd be like if a Bulldogs fan was like at the throats. All right, mate. Yeah, calm down. Could you imagine? I think they've got more uh, sense than that. I think they're pretty comfortable with the knowledge that their team throws it a lot. <laughs> it's like um, I was saying the other day, there's like certain commentator code words for things that they're like not sure somehow they're allowed to say because they might get in trouble. Like somehow got it out or almost threw it away. Yeah. Um, ran his full distance means he definitely ran too far. See that one? See that one um, where they got, uh, was it the Sydney game where he ran like oh, five metres and got called? Yeah, that was wild. In defence? Wild. And then people are running 40 metres out from fullback. Was it Jake Lloyd got called? And it was like, Jay, you ran to the 50-yard. <laughs> you hit, and you looked bemused. 
That's 30 metres. Definitely. I, like, th- that was one of the most baffling things I've some, seen. And um, then you'll but, see, like, well, they're not 15s are baffling as well. Oh, yeah, that's not barely the, barely the distance. Yeah. It means he's got, that's not 15. You see um, marks paid inside 50 to go 8 metres, and you'll yeah. see marks in the middle go 25 and nothing. Um, yeah, that's good. I like her. And the, um, the umpire's decided he he had no prior, apparently. You're like, okay. <laughs> I, love a, I love a good commentator code. Um, Butler free to play. Sicily three weeks. I don't know how they got different results. Well, Sicily's gone on a trial. Yeah, on Monday. He gets off. Um, he has to, right? There's no way. There's so many no, what extenuating else circumstances he there. He wasn't twisting anyone. He was outstretched. Like, that, that was one of the... If Dunkley doesn't land on his head, that's holding the ball. Yeah. Not Dunkley, um, McCluggage. If he doesn't land on his head, that's holding the ball. Hmm. Um, the play got paused because it was a pretty horrifying incident to look at. But it was it was holding the ball. It was a great tackle. He pulled like he dove for him to catch him, probably a faster player than him, pulled him to the ground, that's holding the ball. It's just really unlucky that Brockman ended up where he was and that he got that push from Kitty Coleman yeah. moments before it. Like uh, amazing to me. I like that the AFL asked for Hawthorne's evidence to not be able to be provided. That was the wildest part of that trial. The AFL has requested that evidence not be provided by a biomechanist. How is that a fair trial? Yeah. yeah I would actually prefer they didn't give evidence. Why? Are oh, they an expert? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the AFL's biggest fear, is experts. Mm, well, they're not very good at beating them, so I'm sure that one gets overturned at trial. Oh, absolutely. And I personally... Anytime, I think almost any time it's been taken, like the club has had enough feeling that they can take it to trial. In my memory, they've all gotten off. Like, where the club has gone, this is rubbish. Like, yeah. there's no way that's right. It's um, not all of them, for sure. It's not all, but most of them, I think, end up getting off. Because, yeah, that was baffling. Uh, Richmond's also taken Mansell to trial, because while I do think that that one's, like, a week, I don't think it's three. Yeah, I don't think it's three. He'll get knocked in. Um, like, I think one week was probably fair for that one, because, yeah, sure, he, you know, probably could have not... They just saw the head back to hit him and went... Ten weeks. Well, I reckon Aish is missing two weeks for her, so um, he's clearly in a worse way than he looked when he got hit, but I don't see how it's a three-weeker. I, I, my favourite was I saw a, a tweet from someone saying, like, the AFL, like, based on these three acts um, being three weeks each when the AFL put their choice down and obviously changed the tribunal, um, versus the Cosy Pickett one earlier in the year, the AFL is now blatantly saying that the outcome is more important than the action. Like, that's them, like, very clearly saying that the outcome is what they care about most. Because if you can say Pickett was fine and you're giving trying to give Sicily and Butler three weeks each, yeah. then it's the outcome, isn't it? Because yeah. what Pickett did was the most dangerous thing I've seen so on the football field this it's year. It's one of the worst ones this year. Maybe some of the slings. Uh, yeah. And, like, but Broad, Broad was the one we all understand. I think yeah. anyone with a sensible football mind watched the Broad one and went, that is absolutely yeah. exactly the amount of weeks he got. Even Broad was like, maybe one week less, but I accept it. Like, all good. Whereas, yeah, the Sicily and Butler one's baffling to me that the AFL could ask for three weeks. I could not get it. Um, we talk, I talked about the AFL dropping the ball when they admitted that Butler let go. Um, and like, what more, what more can you do? Uh, anyway, um, I don't think any of our top bunch got votes this week. Sicily got votes again. He won't Sicily. jump to the top. Um, and May it be Flostone will there, jump right? into the top ten. Um so, You're all right there? Yeah, I got I got the top twenty in front Where's of me. Stephen May. Stephen May is. I gave him four votes. Surely he's in the top. He's 20. not in the top twenty yet. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. We've been sharing those votes around. Um, top ten is currently Moore, Wilkie, Andrews, Sinclair, 
Ridley, Sicily, Stuart, Blakey, Aaliyah, Ballard. Give me that list. I can't understand your voice. Understandable. Um, <laughs> I've also got the votes on there. Uh, the, the game's on there this week, so that if we, we don't have to frantically try and search for them. May's, May's been in a lot of special mentions. I, I think he might have about five votes. I can double-check that, and it'll be updated tomorrow. Mm, Charlie Ballard should have more votes than that. Ballard should have more votes than that. That's pretty good overall, though, I reckon. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, every time I see, like, uh, people's all, rolling all Australian teams when I don't, like, viscerally disagree with the decision, most of the actual backmen that aren't uh, Dacos are in our top ten, so... Probably fair at the moment. More, um, more Wilkie, Andrews, Sinclair, uh, Sicily, Blakey. I find it so strange that the AFL is deciding to, this week, uh, go back to Thursday night. No, you really take this seriously. What the fuck is all this shit, man? It's just so I don't get distracted. Um, <laughs> I come here with a blanket. Yeah. And my phone. <laughs> I've been on and, the internet. And, and passion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I find it so weird that the AFL's decided to go back to Thursday night forty this week when there's six buys. Yeah. Why not last week when there's only two? I or like one one buy, but only two teams buy. on the yeah. buy. Well, so I don't know. I, the AFL's fucking stupid, man. We've got only two games on Saturday and Sunday. And we're going, yeah, we'll have a Thursday game. If they had the Thursday game last week, it would have been I think I think I saw someone talking about Thursday, it. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I hate that. I, I saw someone talking about it on, on the internet today, and I think I get it. It's because that the AFL knows that the Ashes starts on Friday, and the main day anyone in Australia watches of the Ashes when it's actually it's on in England day. is the first day. So they put the Brisbane versus Sydney game on on the Friday night because that will get less viewership anyway, and they've moved Port Geelong to Thursday night because if it's not in Victoria, the Victorian crowds are more likely to watch it on TV. Surely if they wanted people to... Put, put a game on there they didn't want people to watch on the Friday he picked Carlton Gold Coast or North Bulldogs right? you would but when they were scheduling Carlton Gold Coast they thought those two teams were going to be fighting for finals um, North Bulldogs I can't explain that one you know that one should have been hidden in that time slot absolutely but they had to pretend they weren't hiding it by putting Gold Coast are only a game out of the game by putting two good and they might not even be after the buy rounds are over because they're a, they're a game behind being a game out of the eight wow Gold Coast are perfectly balanced yeah, 100%. as all things should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice. Six, 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 nine, nine, one, nine, nine, one. Yeah, it's a very tight. They should end the season now. In eleventh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they obviously put Brisbane and Sydney there because they were both good teams. Yeah. But like the AFL knowing that the supporter bases aren't huge enough to support that game. But yeah, I'd, I, I, we've already talked about why not just do four, four, six, a four, 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 six for the buys instead of the weird four, two, six, six setup we've had. Anyway, I'll, I'll never understand what the AFL is doing ever. Um, we're just in a world where it's all confusing. So, I don't know if you've got any more to talk about. I think I'm a I'm a roundabout that for this week. I don't have anything to talk about ever. Most of the but games I seem to do a lot of talking. Most of the games this weekend didn't really do it for me. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're doing smart things by scheduling my shitty team on the Sunday, so I have to watch all the games before. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you, you don't lose interest. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, Lewis Young needs a spell. Uh, one of our favourite defenders on this podcast. Um, he's still he's still up there in spoils and everything, but he just looks so out of sorts. He makes some horrid mistakes. He he's I think he's he's lost confidence. He, both he and McGovern are dropping yeah. simple marks. And Lewis Young did a bit of that last year, but he was spoiling in the right places and and getting to contests. Um, but so many times, Lewis Young will get the ball. He'll take steps back. 
stand still for 25 seconds and then kick it 10 meters to someone even more under pressure. And that needs to be sorted out, yep. um, which is what? a real problem. And I like Lewis Young. He's he's still young. He's a key defender, so he's got a room oh, to grow. I think he will become a better footballer than he's playing as a yeah, Sometimes I, you, I think sometimes players like that need a week out yeah. to go and practice their craft in a lower-pressure situation. It doesn't help that they've been throwing him into the ruck for no, the last half. No, it, it doesn't, period. which is what he doesn't want to do. No. Um, yeah, I think there's just it's just a confidence issue. Like I talked to you about the other day, it's just quarters of games. There's, there's I think, half of Carlton's losses this year – that whole loss margin has been one quarter of the game. And if you just went the other three quarters, they'd won it. Uh, and that's without taking into account the accuracy, um, which is horrendous. Like, it, it's so hard to watch. It them. is the worst accuracy over five a five-game run ever. Ever. That doesn't shock me. Uh, it, it's been outstanding to it's watch. Like 33, it was like 80 I, or I said to you um, last week when I learned it that Geelong beat the Bulldogs with their first game with positive accuracy for three weeks after losing three in a row in the in the games they had more shots on goal than the opposition. You sent me like, the expected score from the weekend and I scoffed and yeah, it was, was sad. Um, and the fact that Adelaide should have won by more yeah. under the expected score, that's <laughs> horrific. Um, so the biggest win of the year, Adelaide? No, it has to be, doesn't it? 120-odd? There was one early in the year that was about that much, though. West Coast are pushing for the record. Um, no one's had three... No one's had 500-point losses since GWS's first years in the comp. It's definitely possible. So, yeah, the record's on, but I hope not for their sakes, but I kind of hope so for entertainment's sake. Um, yeah, it's, wa- it's the biggest one I mean, here. the Waffle team had a 120-point loss on the weekend. They go up against Subi, who are not... And they're not, the club they're not the Subi good, like, as good as Subi's been yeah. for the last while. Like, they're just a decent team this year, and they... Absolutely monstered West Coast on the weekend to the extent that it was like men and boys kind yeah. of stuff. And it's just because West Coast and people are like, oh, you know, we can't keep saying injuries. It's like they, they had six forced changes between the last game and this game. Like they were good against Collingwood and had six forced changes. Like yeah. I know the injuries are, like we've discussed, partially list management issues, but some of them aren't. Um, and it also means that their player payments are going to be ruined this year because they're having to pl- pay so many more players than they're meant to. Um, I, don't, I don't know the rules on that, but it doesn't sound good. Yeah. So, like, it's part of the reason, like, people have suspected that if they were already close to their TPP percentage for this year or over it, like you can be some years, yeah. that if they'd put Nat Nui onto their long-term injury list and drafted a player and then he played, it's just pushing that yeah. closer to that cap. Um, and whether that's true or not, it's it's horrible to think that they're in such an injury crisis they even have to think about that because you shouldn't. Um, it, it, it sucks. So, I, like, I last year I said I thought they'd right the ship this year because last year was such a matter of consequence. But, like, somehow the exact same thing seems to be happening but worse. Mm. Um, I, they, they looked great against Collingwood for a quarter and then they just completely caved in against Adelaide. And, look, everyone's done that in Adelaide this year. Um, you can't – Don't want to go back there. They're incredible there. <laughs> um, I was so glad Geelong played them in Geelong and just had one half of Patrick Dangerfield before he got injured for five weeks. Uh but, yeah, Adelaide looked great in Adelaide, but not really anywhere else, yeah. I think, is their issue. But um, it was horrible. Uh, that game was brutal. Truly. I thought Tex was going to kick 20. Um, he ten, looked on ten from the get-go. Um, <laughs> he was kicking on from everywhere, too. Yeah. Um, just ridiculous goals, as he does when he's at his absolute best. I did see someone tweet, um, wow, I really thought that Tex was meant to play his uh, 250th game in, like, round five of this year. Can anyone explain to me where those six weeks went? Like, cackled a little bit. 
Um, you do. You do love that shit. Anyway, uh, I think that's us this week. I am yeah. ready to sleep for a year. Uh, Lucky you got two days off. I got sniffles. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting over them. Yeah, I think I'm getting them. Um, but you can find us, as always, at the Back Pocket AU on all socials. And we have these on anywhere you get your podcasts and YouTube. YouTube's not, not a watchy. It's just a... Unless you like watching the little soundbar. Like, as a kid, I used to love watching the little soundbar on Windows Media Player. Oh. Windows New Music. I like the visualizer. Yeah, there's one of them on the YouTube videos we post. Oh, is there? Just does a little visualizer bit. Just, just so there's something it. happening in the background. But <laughs> yeah, I've not. Every now, every, now and then I'm like, every now and then I'm like, where do I find what part of the episode me or Alistair said this? I know. Let's hope YouTube did a better job of transcribing this than I could. And sometimes it did. So, if you ever need to find the highlights, just look for where I picked the audio. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> I have to bring them down a lot. Um, my mic's really quiet this week, so I'm going to struggle fixing that. But yeah, we'll see how luck. we go. Sounds like uh, a you problem. But thanks for joining the back pocket. Uh, the game is today, so... Enjoy Poor versus Geelong tonight when this video comes out. Oh, okay. Um, those are usually crackers, uh, Geelong versus Poor in Adelaide. They have been Rupert games for a few years, so I'm hoping it's on again. Shame they're not playing Narco. They might. Oh, they're not. They've already, they've, they've he might be the sub. Games. He might be the sub. I'll see. Um, they're not playing Jonas, that's for sure. <laughs> End the podcast. End now. the podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>